0: Craft Beer Radio, episode 352, on October 3rd,
1: 2015. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio, the only beer podcast on the internet. It's true, we checked. And... Here we have five beers. <laughs> thorough checking? Yes, very thorough. Okay. We have five beers in front of us, um, all from different uh, different breweries. <laughs> good way to start. <laughs> it's a good way to start. All right, so tonight
0: we're going to be trying a new bottle stopper that we found at GABF. See if it displaces the xylus or not. Uh, so we got uh, IPA, double IPA, IPA, elderberries, and schticka alt. I think we do the schticka
1: alt first. All right, so... On Summit's uh, page, they actually give you a pronunciation. Shticka Oot. Oot. Oot.
0: All right. So this... Oh, this is not... Not working as an opener? So this is called the uh, Pop and Stop. It's made in Colorado. Okay. And popandstop.com. So it's made to be a bottle opener on this side. And uh, you put it on. And you I'm, can... I'm tearing the plastic. Oh, that's not good. All right, so we're gonna
1: open it with use the yeah. Sam Adams USB key that they gave us here. <laughs> USB key bottles. I mean, they actually gave it that. Uh... I'm trying to remember if, if we got that one of those at Saver or at GABF like two years ago. Uh, was it? It was at the long shot last time. Okay. it Okay, so stick a oot. So the uh, oot or alt are Dusseldorf style ale. Um this is batch twenty of Summit's Unchained series. Uh, and I believe you said that the Summit sent this to us. Yep. We pretty much get all their unchains. Remember that Errol Grey one that we yep. just had a few weeks ago? So they call this a maltier and hoppier version of traditional alt beers. Which is not a uh not a style that um you get a lot of. Not a I mean it it's representative, but it's not a huge represent mm-hmm. hugely representative right. style.
0: Okay, beer pour is very clear. It's a dark tea color with some kind of like red tint to it, red hues. The so, head had fallen down really fast. Now it's just kind of a little wispy head of, of beer.
1: Let me give you some stats on this. 6.3% by volume 55 IBUs. Malts that are used in here, you can see the kind of stuff that goes into an alt when you listen to this malt. Uh, excuse me, my... <sighs> My dumb watch just uh, noticed me. Okay, so uh, Pilsner, Vienna, Light Munich, Dark Munich, Caramel, Black Malt. There's a lot of malt going into here. Uh, Hops, Hillertown, Middlefrost. So very predictable German hopping uh, with these bunch of different malts and layered darker malts. This one uh, established this year in 2015. All right. So the aroma on this one.
0: Getting a combination of like dark rustic breads and also dark fruits. You know, you're getting um, a little bit of raisin or plum, but then you're getting kind of a I don't want to say pumpernickel, but it's more of just a wheat based bread with just a really like dark roasted crust. Like you know,
1: yeah, there's a there's a lot of yeah roasty bready undertones, not so much toffee. But it, it roasted right. bread. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think you're right. Like not into the pumpernickel zone either. It's it's just very roasty.
0: Yeah, I and mean, like I said, there's a little bit of raisin plum or something in there, but it's just a touch. It's not that fruity. It's not like Belgian or anything because it these are it's German alts, right? So it's gonna be malty. It's just gonna be these rich melanoidin f- full. Malt flavors.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Good, good malt flavor. It's it's almost a little porter-like, right? It's a little roastier than I was expecting. Yeah, there's
1: a little astringent quality, mm-hmm. a little like smokiness on the edge. It's also um, a lot higher hopped than a traditional alt. Uh, the the bitterness and sort of that uh, that spicy uh, Hillertau flavors coming in and sort of the roof of your mouth mm-hmm. a lot more present than you might expect.
0: Yeah, this is... It feels more uh, substantial than... And I've not had very many Shticka alts mm-hmm. in my life. I can probably count... I can definitely count it on one hand. And it's been a long time, but this one seems like it's more substantial than... And a shtick alt is typically more substantial than an alt beer, yeah. And this seems more substantial. This is almost like an imperial alt or so something. So the
1: stick alt is, is, according to this website, uh, shtick means secret, and it's sort of the alt that the Brewers would give to special people. Mm-hmm. Their best, their, their grand crew of alts.
0: And uh, the first time I had it was when Victory had their 10th anniversary. They had the um, 10 years alt, which was a shticka. I remember not liking that one. That I actually. did not like that at all. And then... That turned me off of alts for a while. And Uriga, the the big alt beer brewery new sort of Dojo, had their shticka. And that was good. But it, I don't remember it being as like substantial as this one.
1: I think... I'm trying to remember what the Victory one did that was like offensive at the time. It's been, it's been, it's been, yeah, it's been uh, too long. But my guess might be that Victory might have used a more American hopping, and with this kind of style, I don't know if that would work. It's been so long; yeah. I don't
0: know. I mean, that's like close to ten years ago. Yeah. So, or it might even be more than ten years ago. I'm trying to remember exactly. We
1: what did. It was. I, I seem to remember doing it on the show. But I, that may be entirely mm-hmm. fiction that I made up. Mm-hmm. Never can tell these days, right?
0: I'm enjoying this. You're right. It is I when you first said it was hoppy, I wasn't quite dialed into mm-hmm. yet. I didn't get how hoppy it was. Uh, it's and it's not like hoppy like American brown ale type right. hoppy. It's not even that hoppy, but that is hoppy for this. You know. For this Ready, multi German style. Yeah. style. It, it's a pretty good drinker.
1: I'm enjoying it. It has... Yeah, I... I remarkable clarity on it, too. I, mm-hmm. I love looking at a, at a beautiful, well-made beer like this. Um, it's... It's really an interesting thing to to try. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I think it's 50-50 whether you're necessarily going to like it or not. Right, it's it's pushing some buttons that you don't normally get. Okay,
0: the thing that I thought was kind of portery when I first started tasting mm-hmm. it is kind of tasting a little more Schwarzbier to me now. Right, it's it's that roast, but it's that more Munich multi type roast. Yeah, you know, it just it kind of now that I'm getting acclimated to it, I'm seeing it a little bit differently. And okay, it's a, it's a little more pleasing than that more roasty chocolate. Porter thing, which I thought I tasted the first couple sips.
1: Okay, it's still reading porter to me um, in terms of flavors. I'm I'm not quite on with, with you in the short sphere, but I uh, I would say I'm a person who actually likes this one. Um, I I think this is uh, this is very tasty. I enjoy it, but I can't necessarily say in full confidence that oh, this will be everyone's bag. Right. It's a lot of different flavors coming here, a lot of stuff that you don't don't normally get. So, if if you want to try something different, uh, but not super different, I think this is a good example. Yeah, sure. It's no hop silo summon. Bring <laughs>
0: back the hop silo. That was awesome. All right, so we're gonna try the pop and stop again. This time on a bomber. This is the stone.
1: Yeah, stochasticity. Stochasticity. Stochasticity project. I remember stochastic uh, is you're talking about mixing. This, this, this is not a good bottle. <laughs> so how does it work as a uh, stopper? Is the other question. Well, there. yeah. Well, this is our first bomber, yeah. so
0: we uh, we won't know till next week. Well, I'll keep it's, it stopped all week, that's true. and we'll test it out next week. It, you were able to get it open though, with much effort. Mm-hmm. Not good.
1: These are like 7 or seven ninety nine each. There's really no way to lever it. So unless it must yeah. have had a, a really... This had like a, a nice metal edge or something? Well, it doesn't... Yeah, right. There's not much leverage.
0: And the part you're grabbing with your palm is the bottom side of the stopper. And mm. it's not very ergonomic. It's digging into your hand. It's not comfortable. Not a good opener. All right. So this is your father... Smelt of elderberries, and the title includes two of the key ingredients:
1: smelt and elderberries. And of course, fathers. Well, I mean, uh, Mighty Python and the Holy Grail, which is where the right. quote comes from. Right. Uh, Ten point three percent alcohol by volume, fifty IBUs. Sent to us by Stone. Yes. Wow. Okay. They call it a recreation of a medieval English ale uh the Knights of the Round Table would have hardly enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um Elderberries, white flaked oats, pale, amber and smoked malts. Interesting.
0: It pours much the same color as the Stika. It's a kind of a dark tea color. It has more red highlights to it almost like when I was pouring it, it looked like kind of a pinkish hue. So I think the elderberries are giving it color. If you like, look at the the light shining through the glass onto the table. It's kind of reddish.
1: So the elderberries are almost certainly giving it color. Not a, I've know I've, I've had elderberries before, but not super familiar with the flavor. Okay. So it, it'd be interesting to see what comes out of this. and smelt well smelt's a grain or is it a
0: fish or is it a fish (laughs) I think this is the grain (laughs) yeah so the aroma it has a couple things I mean there's something that's vaguely jam like in there but that's not the main aroma the main aroma for me is something that's kind of buckwheat like and then there was there was
1: one other thing I wanted to mention uh, there's also peated malt in here that I didn't mention and hop varieties, English Goldings, and Target EKG and Target hops. 10.3 as I said.
0: Yeah, there was a third thing I wanted to mention but I couldn't smell at that time, so I'm kind of like, you know, the malt up front is kind of a buckwheat or something, a little more gritty, you know, rustic and then there's like a kind of like an essence of jam. You know, there's well, I'm not really smelling like berries. It seems like I'm smelling like something jammy.
1: Faint maybe strawberry. You know, or um, slash cherry. I mean, mm-hmm.
0: Something a little floor, like a little um um uh, blossomy or something yeah. in the aroma as well. Oh, I know what I remember. What I wanted to say is it, there's something in there that's kind of a little bit reminiscent of an old ale as well. A little bit of like oxidation or cherry or something like that. Even though this really can't be oxidized, it's only been bottled for a month. Oh, the smoke is in the flavor for there's sure. There's a lot of peat going on. Oh, there's a lot of smoke in there. <laughs> yeah. But, the, you know, as you're getting assaulted by the smoke, the berries creep through.
1: They, they, they do pierce the smoke a bit. The smoke is very strong on this. Um, well, they smoked it to recreate the medieval, right? Because
0: a couple of things. They didn't have pale malt. You know, that's why pale ales were much later. The kilting technology at the time was very smoky. It's probably one of the main reasons that they, you know, used the smoke malt in this mm-hmm. medieval recreation. <clears throat> so, you know, if you were making a beer and that's a limitation of your beers because all your malts are smoked like that how are you going to lighten it up and and elder the way the elderberries kind of play with it kind of makes sense to me you know it kind of sweetens the beer up kind of pierces the smoke a little bit like you said mm-hmm. and while i not making any right now i'm not talking about the beer as a modern beer, I'm just kind of imagining the beer as a period beer and what it was like then. And I think that that's an interesting
1: choice of, you know, dealing with the smoke. I'll say this 10.3%. I felt it kind of immediately, uh, not on the palate, but in terms of, I know the effect it had as soon as I had it was like, okay, there's alcohol in here. I'm, I'm getting a punch of it right away. I don't know. Uh, what is the delivery mechanism that, Made it so apparent right away, but uh,
0: <laughs> I didn't get that kind of like mainline whoosh that you yeah. get sometimes. I, I didn't quite hit that now that you told me it's 10.3 and I'm tasting it. You know, you can kind of get a little
1: bit of booziness in the flavor, which I didn't notice in the first couple of sips. I'm, I'm get going low and slow with this one because it it's it's a big one and I'm trying to pick out the the stuff there because. It 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 does taste a little muddled, but there's clearly some complexity behind there that I'm trying to to get at. I think the peat is very strong, and I need to adjust my palate to that. Yeah,
0: I'm about four sips in, four small sips in, and I'm getting used to the smoke. The smoke's not all I'm tasting. I'm getting back to that. Maybe that's the smelt something that's kind of buckwheat mm-hmm. like, a little more yeah. like gritty, rustic grain. I'm getting the the orchard is back. Those the kind of Orchard in Bloom, you know, blossoms.
1: I'm getting a lot of uh, apple blossom or wildflowers or something like that. There's something a little, like, rye-like spicy that's probably smelled as well. Because um, I don't see any rye in here. There's something, but there's a little little spiciness on sure. the tongue.
0: It's interesting. I mean, and it's, it's pretty drinkable and pretty enjoyable. It's not interesting just on being a uh, period recreation. It's pretty drinkable. I mean, it's not like quaffable like lawnmower Beer, but <laughs> but I'm enjoying drinking this. I'm enjoying exploring this, and there's some really appealing flavors that are coming off of it. Now, that last sip I just took, the peat is back, and it seemed a little bit higher than I would have preferred otherwise, but um will
1: have to see how that you know diminishes or builds as I'm drinking. I need to look this up because it did not say anything about smelt being in here. Oh, I thought the press release did, but maybe I just misread it. There might be a press release on the table right there. I just cleaned
0: up all the old uh, uh, press releases, and that's only beers we still have.
1: Uh, yes, there is. Okay,
0: there's a lot to read. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I will talk about something. Oh, let's. I'll start talking about beerfrost.com while well, you're looking that up. So one of the at the Great American Beer Fest, there's a bunch of exhibitors. I thought originally.
1: smelt was a grain, but I guess it's not.
0: Spelt is a grain. That, must, that, be, that, that, that must be that.
1: That must what I think of. Smelting is a chemical process,
0: right? When you okay. So yeah, I thought when I saw the original press release in email, um, it talked about the grain, but again, I'm probably just making
1: that up. So they are recommending. As uh, some feasting options with this beer. Uh, grilled beaver tails. Of that's course. That's one. Skewered larks and honey. Coconut African sparrow. Plums and rose water. Coconut
0: and African sparrow. Get it? You don't get it. I do Now get you
1: it, get yes. it. Okay. Sheep's feet mutton. They're clearly going for a <laughs> rustic <laughs> approach. Current cake, quince pie, coconut cream sparrow. African coconut sparrow. Kudos to you. What is the average velocity?
0: But African sparrows are non-migratory. Well, I did not know that. <laughs> <coughs> jerk. Um jerk. So we should mention, got a, a tweet from one of our fact checkers. Tonight's beer is last show three three fifty last lot show in recording. Excuse me. Uh, I said that was the first time we had Bourbon County, but apparently we had it back <laughs> in like one three two. So it's so many shows ago. <laughs> but no, I, I I want I want him to keep fact checking yeah. us. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. Uh, yeah, g- get on us. I, I, I we want to be corrected. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I honestly don't remember having it. You know, I said that because we've never purchased it. If, uh, well, Greg's noise sure has a lot of background gain, where mine doesn't. (laughs) Every time you hit the cough button, like, it goes quiet in here. It sounds like the system breaks.
1: I don't know whether that's, whether the listeners can hear that, though.
0: No. Yeah. But in here, it's like, whoa, got quiet. Anyway, um, someone must have sent it to us, because I know I never purchased it. I know that it's never come from the brewery, Mm. and I just didn't have a recollection of it. So. Very
1: good beer. We liked it. All right, so now, um, <laughs> oh, yes, uh, start the stopwatch. We're
0: gonna not waste more than five minutes on beer frost, but we want to talk <laughs> about beer frost here. <laughs> so, at the GABF, there's a bunch of exhibitors that are doing non beer things or, or beer tangential things like beer frost, which this is a bag of purple salt, salts, mostly salt, that you put you put your beers in a cooler and you cover them with ice and you put this on the ice and then you put more ice on top of this and it it says on the front turn your ice from 30F down to minus -10F with beerfrost.com mhm um not for human consumption and so it's it's a doped salt it has sodium chloride but also has magnesium and calcium chlorides potassium and it's supposed to be better at reducing the temperature see Greg's was throwing some signs at me but before the pre-show about how there's a, an endothermic reaction
1: well uh, no it's, it's exothermic but it draws but it draws the um it's like a heat pump so it it causes so more of the ice to melt but then that energy leaving is is what makes other stuff freeze okay
0: i thought salt was just to Reduce the, the or lower the freezing point of water so you could have colder water. I didn't get this whole colder ice aspect of it. Um, but Greg, you were, you were really taking it to them because they're charging like four dollars for five ounces of doped salt when you could buy a bag of rock salt and get much of the effectiveness of, of beer this frost. exact
1: product for a lot less money for pennies, yeah. So, but it's purple. but it's purple, so it tells you what salt has been doped, uh, which is great, I guess. Um, Before drinking, and, and wait
0: oh, and always wipe or rinse the residue off the top of bottles and cans or any other surface that may come in contact with mouth, to avoid a bitter, earthy taste of beer frost. trademark. The residue is not harmful in moderation, but
1: it can't take away from the taste of the beverage. Yeah, I mean you don't want to eat rock salt either. Yeah, but it's going to be a lot cheaper for you, and it's going to do effectively the same thing. Uh, with I they the representative that I, disc, that I talked to about this said the magnesium helps make it colder faster by transferring ions quicker.
0: They should put that, of course, like cans. Uh,
1: I asked them, okay, and, and they also said that magnesium was better for the environment. Well, I noticed the number one ingredient on here was still sodium chloride. So I asked, okay, magnesium is second. What's the ratio? You know, how, if, if I'm getting magnesium and it's, getting, it's really going to be special, well, then I should be paying for it. What's the ratio? Well, he wouldn't tell me. Trade secret. So I don't know how much is in here. Uh, There could be very little, if nothing, in here. Uh, But they're just putting it on there so they can say they're doing it and sell it like this. Um, Without testing, I don't know how effective this is versus regular rock salt. They only guarantee negative 10 degrees Fahrenheit, which is about the same temperature you'd get with rock salt if you waited long enough. And I don't see any reason why this is a better product. You can put some food coloring on some rock salt and get the same product. But not for a lot of
0: a little bag. Right. You might do some kind of experiment with beer frost. But the way they tell you to do the instructions, like I told you, like you put it on a cooler and mm-hmm. you pack it with more ice. I'm not sure exactly what you're... What are you going for? you Are looking for all-day ice or all-week ice? Are you looking for colder beer you know they really don't say what it's for it's just kind of pitching cold ice yeah well you know ice is cold it's a this is
1: this is placebo in a bag
0: oh, and, and the ice that you get from the you know maybe not from your personal fridge but the ones yeah. you once you if get you from use the ice.
1: amount of ice they're talking about and you leave beer in there for 30 to 45 minutes like they recommend it doesn't matter whether you have salt on there or not no it's not going to make a bit of difference. It
0: almost sounds like it's there to for the the day, but you're also going to have ten inches of ice over yeah. your beer, the way they describe to use it. So, whatever. Let's so,
1: see. yeah, placebo in a bag. Don't fall for it. There we go. That's four minutes thirty seconds. Crafty Radio sponsored by BeerFrost.com. <laughs> Next beer. I bet you it's going to be a little bit hoppy. Let's do. They only seem to have IPAs left.
0: (laughs) You know. Kind of like the Great American Beer Festival. Mm
1: -hmm. Let's do the Sock Knocker from Coronado. Uh, I assume sent to us by the brewery? Yes. This is from Coronado, Sock Knocker IPA, part of their Crown series. Amarillo, Centennial, Columbus, and Simcoe Hops. And what else do we have? This is Seasonal Availability. What else do we have in the beer profile? Okay, two-row, biscuit, and I think that's supposed to be wheat malts, unless we're at is something. <laughs> uh, Columbus, Simcoe, and Amarillo hops, like we said, although they didn't mention Centennial here, but I think that's just, again, probably uh, something they absolutely left off. California Ale yeast, 90 IBUs, so 75+. 8.5 8. is the ABV on this guy. Um, it's a nice orangey... Uh, Orangey, kind of almost close to Pilsner color. Yeah, yeah. Pour with
0: a moderate head that's falling down quickly. Mmm, the aroma is... Expressive. Bring on the citrus. It's kind of... um, uh, Clementine. There's a little pithy there, but it's mostly like the meat.
1: Yeah, there's a little... Like sunflower, there's some, there's some okay. little flower notes going on. Not super floral, but something that's not like vegetal. Mm-hmm. I kind of smell that.
0: Yeah, I mean, probably all suggestion, mm-hmm. but I kind of smell like like sticking your nose up to a big old sunflower in bloom. Yeah, the main thing I'm trying to like. Get more nuance Some kind on the of hops. Thistle. I'm trying to get more nuance on the hops, but really I'm just stuck with clementines. That's kind of what it smells like, a big juicy
1: orange. It was a pretty uh, substantial malt, too, as you might expect. Uh, beer this hoppy at 8.5%. You're going to have a lot of malt in there.
0: Okay. On the flavor.
1: Buttery might... biscuits, by the way. It's the world I'm getting from.
0: Oh, okay. I went on to the flavor, and uh, it's a big kind of citrusy blast touch of pineapple in there as well i think pineapple and orange kind of paired together
1: yeah still firmly on the citrus side um you're not going totally tropical mm-hmm. but i agree with you orange pineapple is a touch of grapefruit but maybe you're more right to be more on the clementine side
0: mm-hmm. looking a little bit deeper i'm getting something a little herbaceous in there uh But it's not right clear enough for me to pick it out just yet.
1: I'm starting to see where the, um, where the amarillo is coming in. Kind of on the edges of the the Mm -hmm. flavor.
0: Yeah, I think that's kind of what I'm trying to describe, where herbaceous was the best I could come up with. But yeah, it definitely seems like an amarillo. It's not, um,. It's not dank, it's not piney, it's not resiny, it's not biological, but it's... it's...
1: Weirdly, I'm going to go back to another sunflower. It's kind of artichoke Okay. Okay. Uh, it's... It's a little bit... Um, the best way... Could, a little sweet and a little flat uh, in terms of flavor. Uh, hard to, to get my words around what I mean, but if you have had, like, uh, broiled artichokes, not not mm-hmm. just, like, marinated mm-hmm. artichoke hearts, but, like, sure. the fresh stuff, uh, cooked, but relatively fresh. I think you'll you get an idea of what I'm grasping at. Back
0: to the clementines, I, I, there's a little bit of those candy orange slices. You get a little bit of that
1: kind of yeah. sweetness off of it. So it's a little, it? man, like, a mandarin orange. Yeah. But you know, like, the candies? Yeah. Stuff. The ones they sell along with circus peanuts. Yes, and they're much better than circus peanuts. <laughs> Most things are. <laughs> I, I know there's been a circus peanut beer. I think so, yeah. Rings the bell. Yeah. One of the It'd be silly for there to be five thousand breweries or whatever and not have a circus peanut beer at some point.
0: So I uh during the long shot competition I got to interview Jim cook briefly and mm-hmm. there's some people waiting in line i just kind of really just asked yeah. him one question but it was funny because i'm waiting there and he's like finishing up the photo ops and things like that and one the people uh from the brewery from the brewing up a dream she just wanted to get a quick photo right i'm like oh, go ahead before i talk to jim but she got a photo and then she hijacked him off uh-huh. to the side uh-huh. and there's another photo and they're chatting and thanking him and and then this other guy that jim knew from way back he kind of just cut the line and talked to him for another 10 minutes and it was really tough i but i I asked jim one question and that was you know with all these big breweries buying craft brands what's boston beers stance on that you know have they considered Mm -hmm. buying some of these brands and uh i'm kind of going to tease it right there and you have to tune into the the long shot episode to, to hear his response
1: uh I, I will say and I've uh, I haven't heard their response, I haven't heard it, but I know that Boston Beer does buy uh other alcohol offerings, not necessarily beers, right? Um I'm not sure if uh the or uh No they built that from the they, car. They, but I know that there was something else there's that, something that they they purchased. Well sure. We talk about that in the yeah. in the interview. So so, there's definitely some whatever Jim says there's definitely some strategic planning going on.
0: maybe you should just
1: listen maybe to I it should you just listen <laughs> sorry sp- before you start spouting off huh I'm trying to remember what you told me about it, and I don't i, I guess I guess i uh you just don't want me to tease something that's all no that's no, that's not it. I thought I had an idea, and now I now I realize I do not. <laughs>
0: Back to the sock knocker from Coronado, uh, good juicy. If you like those yeah. big clementine, mandarin, um, citrusy flavors, this one's right in there. Like I said, the amarillo is kind of just playing around the edges, giving you mm-hmm. some nuance, but not really doing any of that aggressive stuff that amarillo can do.
1: Yeah, if if you're like me and and you get sometimes wary when you see amarillo and Simcoe, I, I wouldn't be afraid. You're not
0: yeah they, they use them both judici- yeah. judiciously.
1: You're not getting dankness here. You're getting um very well assembled uh hop cocktail.
0: All right. Our next IPA is up in Seattle. This is the Fremont Interurban IPA. Sent to us? Yes. Okay. This, these are all yes. All those. Yes. Okay. Oh. Yeah, no. Fremont. We've been doing a lot of Fremont beers. They sent us a, a nice care package a while ago. We're just about through. Them. I think we only have one more after this.
1: Sometimes I can't remember if 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 like some of these are Dave beers or not <laughs> because we have a, a a vast assemblage of yes stuff now. Fremont Interurban India Pale Ale, named after Fremont's most famous outdoor sculpture, waiting for the interurban. So um, I'm going to be in Seattle soon. I want to see if I can. Get to these guys. Give them a, give them a visit. 2 rope pale Munich and honey malts with Chinook Centennial and Amarillo hops. 6.2% alcohol volumes, 80 IBUs. I expect this to be, uh, based on what I'm seeing, a pretty kind of traditional uh, West Coast, five years ago IPA.
0: I think you're right. Smell it. Um, for me, the aroma is pretty dank. Mm. You know? Some of the smell I smelled some of those smells out in Colorado last week. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not all weed or anything like that, but yeah. there's definitely notes that this shares with with marijuana smells. Now that I'm a newfound expert in being in all marijuana, surrounded with marijuana, yes,
1: there is a lot of marijuana in Denver. Um, it's it's hard it's hard to avoid uh, because there's a store basically every couple blocks.
0: I I, hes- I hesitate to say this only because, of course, the marijuana stores get your attention, but it seemed like they were more prevalent than liquor stores. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think it. I think part of it is that it's it's a it's a wild west kind of market, right? And mm-hmm. you don't know, uh, you don't know who's going to be the, um, what saloon
0: is going to win. There's that, and and they all might get shut down in a yeah. couple of years. You never so. You know, it's definitely a rush—a gold rush, a green rush. I did come up with a great name for a place, right? We were walking down the Sixteenth Street Mall, and there was an edible arrangements, right? And of course, there's edibles. I'm like, why doesn't someone call theirs edible
1: derangements? <laughs> yeah, I don't think that they're going for that, quite that connotation. I know but it'd be funny. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to fall too far into the to the marijuana hole, but <laughs> I, I just want to mention that marijuana has been for some time America's number one cash crop. Uh, and, like, literally, I mean, you can le- you can read it in, like, the CIA fact file and, and Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, so it, it makes sense to monetize it, to tax it. Mm-hmm. The
0: aroma on this one is um, dank. There's some pithy, like, grapefruit or something with that. Flavor... The flavor has something that's um, kind of spicy in there. Like, there's there's like the dankness, there's kind of something that's kind of resiny, but I was surprised. I'm tasting kind of like a Holler Tower Zot spiciness. You getting that, Joe?
1: I'm getting something that's going on with the malt. I think this use of honey malt is an interesting option. Okay, maybe that's uh, it. Um, Because it gives it a little kind of a sweeter tinge. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm definitely getting a dank and resiny IPA. Chinook, um, or at least uh, if not completely Chinook, then very Chinook adjacent. Okay, flavors.
0: Yeah. yeah, Chinook. You know, used to be one of the old
1: standbys. You don't mm-hmm. see
0: it at least used as a primary.
1: Nearly it does. I don't think it goes well it. with the tropical ones. I think it because it, it's mm-hmm. too resiny and yeah. those. The, the, it tastes almost too like piney and evergreen to go with the tropical stuff. So I think you're you're mm-hmm. seeing a, a bifurcation, right?
0: You're right about the honey malt. I'm not tasting that kind of spicy, floral, um, noble hop type flavor that I had that earlier sip. Well, maybe it's coming back a little bit. Something that this one's kind of fascinating because of that. And then the honey malt because it's not a sweet malt, but there's mm-hmm. kind of this like little, um, little bump in the middle
1: that, to me, it's, it's almost a bump at the end. It's almost it's almost like like a little hockey stick because uh, <laughs> you, you, you think you understand think you understand beer, and then something kicks it, and you're like, oh, okay. there's a little something extra at the end okay. there. Uh, it's a uh, it's a little kind of a little a little. Jab in the shoulder saying, Hey, I'm here. And you're kind of noticing, you're like, Oh, okay, that's an interesting sort of twist that keeps it traditional but gives it an extra something. Right.
0: I dig it. What do you think about kumquats for this one? Does that kind of fit?
1: You're not wrong. I can't tell you how right you are. But
0: right, because it I'm trying to I'm trying to picture the fruit. Yeah. It, orange isn't working for me. It's definitely not lime or lemon. It's definitely not grapefruit. And I'm trying to think if I think you got all kinds of little burpy things happening today, don't you?
1: <laughs> my, little uh, little griggs. My digestive system is active. Uh, maybe even I sort of I sort of am tasting a little guava.
0: Okay. Or if it's not orange, maybe it's like underripe orange or something like that. Sure. Yeah. Green. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm tasting Mm -hmm. is kind of an underripe
1: orange. Maybe Um, a little like almost honeydew.
0: That's not what I'm, that's not the part I'm trying to focus on right now. I think I'm thinking more like cantaloupe honeydew rind. Let me take another sip and see if I can get some melon. Okay. Yeah, I'm not quite getting melon. Maybe the green stuff on the cantaloupe. You know, when you're eating the cantaloupe yeah. and the right it starts turning green, maybe something that's what
1: like. I mean. I'm talking more about like the rind. Maybe, that's maybe a little bit reminding me of,
0: but it's hard to really divorce that from more cantaloupey flavors, you right?
1: Honey is sometimes called uh, by people like <laughs> I, I don't hate Honeydew, but some people really. Hate honeydew, <laughs> like oh, they consider really? it like an imposter melon,
0: <laughs> <laughs> huh? Um, I prefer honeydew over cantaloupe most times. It's, it's a
1: lighter flavor. It 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 kind of reminds me sort of of uh, what cucumber is to uh, say celery or zucchini or something. It, it, it's so it's a lesser lighter okay more airy flavor speaking of cucumbers i had some more
0: awesome cucumber beers out of the GAB. okay i want to hear about it uh i think wicked weed made one and we we're talking about the electric cucumber that we had uh-huh. from oh shoot but uh, then i had one other one from a smaller brewery but i might be a fan of cucumber beers i mean i've Really digging these implementations. They work out really
1: well. You know what they say about cucumbers? You can buy them at. Amazon.com
0: probably if you live in one of the um, urban markets yeah. where they have the Amazon
1: grocery you definitely could do that and what a great way to support us buy some cucumbers by going to craftbeerradio.com Amazon that's right craftbeerradio.com Amazon not amazon.com no absolutely not amazon.com
0: you go to craftbeerradio.com Amazon and it, it, next thing you know you're looking at Amazon's webpage It's as if
1: you went to Amazon.com. And
0: everything costs exactly the same as if you had not gone to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. But when you check out, a magic thing happens.
1: A magic thing happens. Tell them what happens, Greg. Uh, Money gets extracted out of your bank account and transferred over the internet to Amazon servers. But then that's not the magic part. <laughs> oh, oh, you're talking about the other thing. The, the magic part is after that. After that, normally they would take a little bit for themselves. They and they still do. But a little bit of that stuff they take for themselves, they give to us because we drive more sales to Amazon. Yeah.
0: But what they don't know, what they don't know is you're going to shop there anyway. And we just have to habitualize you to not go to Amazon.com and just go to craftbeerradiocom slash Amazon. And even though you're a diehard Amazon customer and they really don't have to pay the referral fees to us because you like us so much, we're gaming. You and I are both gaming the system and it costs you nothing more. You just have to go to craftbeerradiocom slash Amazon and do the shopping you would normally do and you help support the show. It's really, it's like free money. Awesome. time that good alright one more beer tonight oh, you're it's like beer? it's like free money for us <laughs> should make that clear but it's like it's like a, it's, it's better than like a tax deductible donation for mm. them mm-hmm. right that's what I'm saying you know it's, they yeah. can support someone they want to support and it's money they were already spending it's true
1: alright so we had just finished the uh, Fremont yes and so we're moving on that was the Fremont Interurban moving on to our final beer of the night Grand Teton, Lost Continent,
0: double IPA. <clears throat> There's a sheet on the table over there for it, Okay.
1: Too. Wow.
0: 8% alcohol by volume. It's original Mid. gravity. It was 22 degrees Plato.
1: This is Black Cauldron.
0: It's, it's in there somewhere. <laughs> this is the uh, prep work. Uh, we got 100, 117 IBUs. It's 10 Degrees Lava Bond
1: Idaho Two Row Pale Malted Barley and German Melanoidin and Vienna Malts It was bottled all the way back in April so but it's been in my fridge the entire time Columbus Bravo and Simcoe Oh, sorry So they start with They say they only use American Pacific Northwest hops So I think we're going for another resiny one Bravo Centennial Columbus Hops Added early in the boil then they add Columbus, Bravo, and Simcoe later in the boil for flavor, and Columbus and Centennial and Simcoe in the whirlpool for aroma. <laughs> Is that all, uh, and then they dry hop with Chinook and Bravo in the conditioning. Sounds dank. <laughs> you want
0: hops? Sounds resiny. You got hops. All right. So this guy pours dark orange. Yeah, uh, still pretty clear. Well, where's your Maybe yeah, we, should, we should mix. We should do a blendy blend. Yeah. Make sure we got the same amount of.
1: Again, this was sent to us by the brewery, eight uh, percent alcohol by volume. What a lovely place the Grand Tetons was. Yeah, so
0: like I said, this is a April bottle, and smelling this, it, it's not a hot bomb on the
1: nose. No, it, it it's it seems admirably restrained. It might be hot faded. It could be, but um, you, you you hear that. Mm-hmm. And you think, all right, what right, am right. I in for? Right. And you smell it, you're like, oh, this smells pretty awesome. Uh, it doesn't smell oxidized. It doesn't smell like there's... it's certainly doesn't smell like there's anything wrong with it. Um, yeah, but it's, it's definitely not bright. I mean, the aroma is kind of... Um,
0: you're getting a bit of biscuity, a bit yeah. of caramel. You're getting some bready malts. There's a little bit of spiciness on the nose, but it's not the dank... Resiny hop bomb that it 117 IBU, dry hopped and the whirlpool hopped and all that stuff should should indicate. Yeah, I think it's hop faded. I mean the the flavor. It's a little bit malty. Case it, it does taste a little bit stale, a little bit cardboardy. Don't you think?
1: No, no, no. I um, I think it tastes surprisingly interesting and complex. Okay, maybe I'll give it some more time. Maybe not surprisingly so, but um, it does taste interesting and complex. Um, there are lots of layers that I feel it, it's a sort of like. Uh, a layer cake or a seven layer dip you you can explore mm-hmm. I don't know well let's let's try sipping i mean we we mix, but who knows
0: we mixed, maybe I didn't mix well enough but, <laughs> but still, I mean yours is only slightly better yeah I, I don't think this is the beer the brewer made, probably not. And, and you want to pause and get a different beer?
1: No, um, let's try to mix it a little bit more because I, I do think mine was somehow better. Well, I'm just going to make it worse now. Well, if we can spread the good stuff, and I, I think
0: we should, um, you know, the beer spent too much time in the fridge, and I think we should. We can't. We can't talk about the beer that other people can expect to get.
1: There's. There's so much great potential in here that I I I feel a wasted opportunity. I don't think it's so you can you're trying to salvage
0: a beer that is not something the brewer intends. Yeah, you're right. And I don't think we want to do that. I think we just need to write this one off and get a different beer.
1: Okay, but I I don't think if you see this on the shelves, I think this might. From what I can taste, I think this might be worth checking out, but I'm, I, I, I'm, can't I'm, I, mean, yeah, I can't tell. Yeah,
0: I'm t- just saying. I'm just. I'm saying we're not going to be able to come to any yeah. good conclusions. You could try to salvage it, but that, what good is that going to do, right? So You're let's right. move. We're, we're going right. to get another beer. So I'm going to pause real quick. And we're going to pick
1: something out. Okay, um, so right after uh, we ask you politely to donate, and we bail on a beer. You pull out an insult to everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess.
0: But this is a beer that's been in the fridge, and I want to drink it with Greg. Yeah, it's, it's a homebrew from Jamie Barlow, and this is his fruit lambic. Uh, Gears, uh, it's sour. He calls it sour grapes, and this is his uh, his spontaneously fermented goose blended
1: with white wine grapes, I believe. So the color is yeah, so this is, yeah something that uh, essentially no one else can get. Um, so we're sorry. Go to
0: Charlottesville, look up the Barlows, and ask them for some beer. You
1: will not be disappointed, although they may be disappointed <laughs> that <laughs> Tony told me lives in Charlottesville. Yeah, that information
0: is readily available online.
1: Okay, so the color is this. Um, yeah, almost like chardonnay color, mm-hmm. uh yellowish with a big tart sour uh kick in the aroma and some vinous qualities coming through as well.
0: Yeah, the aroma it's a bit yogurty, it's a bit barnyardy it's a little bit washed rind cheese. It's all the delicious, stinky things. <laughs> the yogurt's kind of the main part. I'm getting this like Greek yogurt-type culture that I'm noticing on the aroma. Mm. Uh,
1: Jamie plays fourth... Again, I think, in the whole group competition. Well, that,
0: <laughs> you You get the joke, right? They only announced the top three. Yeah. Right? So everyone else finishes fourth. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he did a pro-am with Devil's Backbone this year. And uh, didn't medal. And I think he said it was his... I think it's his third time in the pro-am. Might be his second. But, um,
1: yeah, come on. Get Jamie a bar. Jamie needs to earn some medals the this, GBF. This is, this is very good. It's very complex. There's a lot of... Um, there's, there's a lot of stuff to analyze here. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> yummy. Mm. So think a, um, okay. Think a lemon meringue cake with a lot more tartness. Uh, and drizzle with a bit of, of kind of honey and sort of grape skin must. Mm-hmm. Okay yeah um and th- somewhere in there you 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 accidentally put a bit of blue cheese <laughs> yeah
0: as i'm drinking it i'm getting what am i what are where am i right now uh i'm getting uh, i don't know it's good though um i'm trying to like imagine some kind of poetic way to describe this
1: but i i am is this, is this this is spontaneously fermented
0: i don't have all the information right in front of me
1: it's it, it calls it as goose um i i am i'm wondering if there's um any uh what i think it's penicillium the the bacteria that makes penicillin uh, because that's what they use in blue cheese and i'm tasting something like that tasting some sort of echo of that kind of flavor
0: i've never when i've heard about sour beer makers talking about the bugs they put in their sour beer i've never heard penicillium as one of them i'm not sure if it's a ph thing or something you know it's generally lactobacillus botanomyces Mm -hmm. pediococcus um Acetobacter, Acetobacter's generally not super good, but um know if you can get some acetic acid in there. But this is this one's definitely more of the the pedio type way, mm-hmm. right? Where there's there's not anything that's too lactic, there's not anything that's too acetic. It's more yogurty culture, you know, like a yogurt culture or uh, washed rind cheese or something mm. like that. There's like a big mineraliness to this, so you know as you're drinking it it's kind of dry and chalky on top of your mouth it's um yeah i say called granity or something like that
1: <laughs> there's wow, there's 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 lots to to take on this um there's so much going on uh a lot of complexity a lot of deep flavors here but yeah I'm getting. I'm still getting that blue cheese echo and just as mm-hmm. so that keeps popping in my mind. And and weirdly something totally unrelated is popping in my mind, but I'll save it.
0: Okay. Well I don't think we need to hurry through this beer. Okay. I um probably should we probably shouldn't include it in the rankings. I don't think we should either because it would probably be number one. <laughs> but let's get on to the rankings <laughs> and wrap this show and then finish Jamie's beer in the post show.
1: Alright. So we will not be ranking the um the Grand Teton Because that was not representative of what the... So we only got four
0: in the rankings. Where
1: do we go?
0: Where do we go? So the four that are left are all pretty good. So there's nothing that's easy at the bottom. Mm -mm. I'm going to... (laughs) You say that and then I think about it. I still say that. None of them are easy at the bottom. I'm going to start with... The Fremont at the bottom, okay. uh, the Interurban IPA, I excuse me, the beer was good. You know, hard luck loser in this case with these four. Um, I, I th- liked the um, honey malt. It was interesting how the honey malt kind of played into the more resiny and dank flavors and things like that. Um, but you know, I, I think in front of that, I'm going to look at the Summit. I think this is the maltiness of the Summit. And uh, how it was like that, like that imperial shticka type flavor, you know, it was was pretty interesting. And I kind of started digging on. I only had six ounces yeah. of that beer. If I had twelve ounces of the beer, I could definitely say I would develop it. I'd really fall into a nice, mm-hmm. comfy spot with it. And uh, so that's why I put him in. Like Very interesting character, free one. Then I'm gonna put the um, your father smelt of elderberries. This one, um, the peat smoke was substantial but i really appreciated how the elderberries and the other things going on in that beer kind of helped diminish the peat smoke and i maybe i'm giving it a bump because i'm trying like i like the beer archaeology part of it i like the period piece of it you know and like seeing how like a traditional brewer would battle one of the constants in his world which is smoky malts. yeah um not everyone's going to prefer that. People are going to want a good, clean modern beer or you know, a, or even experimental modern beer. But I appreciated that. So I'm going to put that in second place. And then I'm going to put the Coronado Sock Knocker in first place because it had that great clementine, citrusy flavors. And the citrus flavors were really spot on. And I
1: really enjoyed drinking that. Okay. Uh, this is one of those times where not a lot of agreement on the bat. <laughs> Cough button, Greg. Cough button. He's dying over there.
0: I uh, will entertain you while Greg recovers his lung from the ground.
1: Ah, uh, that was the first, like, attack I've had on the show so far. Well, I mean... First time in the, years. It's well, the, fr- the first time it happened today. I expected oh. more because I'm still recovering oh, from right. the thing. Um Stone is in last place for me. I... Appreciate what they were doing, um, but it kind of feels overkilly. It, it feels at ten point three. It just feels like I don't know. If I, I think I might have liked this beer more at five, five and a half, six. They would have done something like along those lines. I think it it just that, felt, that probably would
0: have been more representative of the period yeah. too.
1: It felt a little much. It felt a little like over going overboard. Okay, I yeah. get it. I mean, well, it's... You,
0: that's the one where you mentioned. You like felt like you got the yeah. the main line right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. For some reason, I
0: didn't get that that boozy in, in flux. So maybe I'm you
1: know not since I didn't appreciate that maybe that helped. On, on a somewhat similar tangent, the summit was very good, but it was a lot to take it was so it was different than what you're used to uh, in terms of the kind of malts you're getting and and the and the hopping um not a, a huge fan of alt beers
0: <laughs> Get on that cough button man I'll finish the uh, rankings for Greg he's not a huge fan of alt beers he thinks alt beers should suck it
1: I like some and this one was i thought really good but I did feel like the IP has eclipsed it. Uh, and I'm going to go put the Coronado in second place because I liked that honey kick, that little hockey okay. stick kick that Fremont gave me. When yeah, when, when I got that, I was like, oh, this is something, this is sort of a, just a slightly different, like a little nuanced take on that sort of style. I, just, I, I appreciated that aspect. So I'm going to put Fremont in number one. Okay. Sounds good to me.
0: Let's get the music queued up here. I was, was played the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's all out of sorts after he hacked up the log.
1: Ah, some more Diamond David Lee Roth. Here on Hot 101 Craft Beer Radio. <laughs> Hot 352.
0: Doesn't, the, the dial doesn't go up that high. You you go over there and cough, and I will do the outro. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. You can visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. If you want to contact us, be caller number five at 1 800 Craft Beer Radio. You can hit us up at Craft Beer Radio on Twitter at Jeff Bear at CBR Greg and uh, emails beer at Craft Beer Radio. Thanks everyone for listening. Really Thank appreciate you. it.